Welcome to the Continuing in the Old Paths podcast with Evangelist Troy Tucker. Join us as we continue the message on what a day that'll be. But what about today? From Isaiah chapter number 12. Thank you for tuning in to this podcast, the Continuing in the Old Paths podcast. And we hope that these messages have been a help to you. So far, we are going to continue looking at the 12th chapter of Isaiah. And we've preached last time in the last episode in verse number one. And in this episode, we're going to dig into verse number two. Well, let's start with the word of prayer. And then we'll read the text and get into the message for this episode. Heavenly Father, we love you. And we thank you for your message. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for how good you are to us. And I pray you bless this message, Lord. I pray that you would bless your word as it goes forth. And I pray that you would help somebody. Lord, if anybody's listening that's not saved, dear God, I pray you convict them of their sin. And I pray they would get saved. And Lord, I pray for the saints of God that, Lord, they be edified and helped and strengthened and revived in these last days, Lord. Help us to look to you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's read the text here in Isaiah chapter number 12. The Bible says, And in that day thou shalt say, O Lord, I will praise thee. Though thou wast angry with me, thine anger is turned away, and thou comfortest me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also is become my salvation. Therefore, with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. And in that day shall ye say, Praise the Lord. Call upon his name. Declare his doings among the people. Make mention that his name is exalted. Sing unto the Lord, for he hath done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, thou inhabitant of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. We've started a message here in this 12th chapter of Isaiah on what a day that'll be. But what about today? We noted in the introduction to this message, and you can go back a couple episodes in the podcast and listen to it, but we looked at the fact that studying Bible prophecy provides inspiration for the future, and it provides instruction for the present. And it's with that mindset in mind that we've been looking at this chapter, and we gave you the outline Uh, Each verse, there's only six verses in this chapter, and each verse forms a main point in the outline. We have looked at verse number one, where we saw the removal of the wrath of God. And in studying that verse, we looked at the prediction of praise, the promise to praise, and the prompting of the praise. And hallelujah, we had a good time in that verse. I tell you, there's some, there's a lot of good stuff here in this chapter. And I'm thankful the Lord is allowing me to preach it. But we looked at that, the removal of the wrath of God. Here in verse number two, 
we're going to consider the resolve because of the work of God. The resolve because of the work of God. Here in verse number two. And the Bible here again is packed full of truth and nuggets that will help you. The Bible says in verse number two, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also is become my salvation. As we are looking at these verses, we are seeing, we know that the immediate context of these verses is dealing with Bible prophecy and how we're going to be praising God in the millennial reign of Christ. But while that day is yet future, it impacts us on this day. In other words, we can worship on that day and on this day. And like I said, we we already looked at the fact that we can worship on that day and on this day because of the removal of the wrath of God, but we can also worship on that day and on this day because of the resolve because of the work of God. You say, Brother Troy, what do you mean by that? Well, the word resolve means a fixed purpose of mind, settled determination, or resolution. And I firmly believe that now, more than ever, we need resolve. If 2020 has proven anything, and if 2021 is going to prove anything, I believe that it is proving who is and who is not resolved to live for God. The whole theme of this short chapter in Isaiah is worship. I wonder just how resolved are we to worship God? I believe we're finding out how important worshiping God really is to people. I believe it was Bob Jones Sr. who made the statement, the true test of character is what it will take to stop you. And my friends, we are living in the last days, and I believe that we're about to see a very sharp increase in persecution. Uh, just in the past couple of months, we've already seen here in America an attack on our freedom of speech. And I believe that those attacks are going to increase. I don't believe they're going to decrease. I believe we're too close to Jesus coming back. I believe we're too close to the tribulation starting, which, by the way, the church is not here for that. Uh, that's another message in and of itself. But, my dear friends, the rapture is going to happen. The church is going to be gone. But in order for the tribulation to take, take place, there are things that, that are be The groundwork is laid. In other words, and uh, so I believe that in terms of persecution, I believe that it is going to increase here in America. And uh, we're going to find out just how important it is to be resolved. And here in this verse, here in verse number two, I believe that we can identify how we can be resolved. How can we be resolved? to worship God on that day and on this day. And I see, first of all, we can have resolve because of the descriptions of the Savior. The descriptions of the Savior. The reason I can be resolved, 
The reason that I can have that fixed purpose of mine, the reason I can have that settled determination, the reason I can have that resolution is not based on who I am, but it's based on who my God is. These descriptions of the Savior here in verse 2 describe the work that God does in my life. Look at what the Bible says. First of all, it says, God is my salvation. Or excuse me, first of all, it says God. It says, and uh, there's three different names of God that are given here in the text. God, Lord, and Jehovah. We're going to come, to back, come back to that in just a minute. But then we also see, God is my salvation. Then it says, the Lord Jehovah is my strength. And then it says, the Lord Jehovah is my song. And these are all describing the Savior. They're all describing the Lord. And I believe that as we look at these different titles that are given to the Lord, I believe that they'll help us to have the resolve that we need. And so first of all, let's look at the fact that God is my sovereign. He is my sovereign. The names God, Lord, and Jehovah. God is my sovereign. This describes his work of ruling, his work of ruling. He is in charge. He is on the throne. And I am thankful that that fact is not up for debate. It's not up for election. He is God. And he is in charge. He's on the throne. He is God. Uh, that is the name Elohim, or El. It is the first name of God revealed in our Bible. In the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 1, In the beginning, God, Elohim, created the heaven and the earth. And, uh, by the way, you can go back and study it uh, later, but in Genesis uh, we're introduced to the fact that God is a trinity. It, it is interesting that the name Elohim is in a singular sense, uh, but then the Bible also says, they, uh, in Genesis chapter 1, they said, because it was the whole trinity working together, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. They were all three involved in the work of creation. And so I'm thankful for that. I, in fact, yeah, I flipped over to it, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. God said, let us us. God is a triune God. He's the Trinity. and But I am thankful for the name of God. He is my God. He's my sovereign. But he's also the Lord. L-O-R-D. All capital letters. That is the sacred name of God. And this is the name that means that he is in charge and we should give reverence and that we should fear him because he is Yahweh. He is the Lord. And I am thankful that he is the Lord. But he's also Jehovah. 
He is the self-existent, eternal one, the one who is God all by himself. Hallelujah. I can be resolved because of how God has revealed himself. He is the God who created everything. He spoke the worlds into existence. He said, let there be light, and there was light. He said, let there be dry land, and the dry land appeared. He reached down and formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. He is the God who is in charge. He's on the throne. He is the God who changes not. He is immutable, unchanging. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So I can be resolved because God is my sovereign. That is describing his work of ruling. But he's not only my sovereign, he is my salvation. It says, behold, God is my salvation. This is describing his work of rescuing. God did not just save me. He is my salvation. I want to ask you tonight, is God your salvation? Salvation is a personal thing, friend. I'm glad for the day when I was 10, almost 11 years old, that Jesus became more than just the Savior to me. He became my Savior. And friends, that makes a world of difference, knowing that God is my Savior, knowing that Jesus is my Savior. He's my Lord. He's my Redeemer. He's my Master. And hallelujah, it makes a difference. And I'm glad tonight that the Lord is willing to save, and he is able to save, and he will save whosoever will come to him and call upon him. Romans 10, 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Acts 4, 12. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there's none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. John 14, 6, Jesus saith unto them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Oh, I'm glad for the fact that God is my salvation Hallelujah for that thought. I can be resolved because of the work God did in saving me. The world did not give me my salvation, and the world cannot take it away. Why? Because God is my salvation. My salvation is tied to who my God is. The world did not give me God, and they cannot take him away. The world can do a lot of things. Like I said, I believe that there's going to be an increase in persecution. That's not going to change who God is, and it's not going to change the fact that God is my salvation. It's not going to change the fact that I'm saved, born again, by the grace of God. Hey, if it comes to the point of giving our lives for Christ, hey, we'll be promoted to glory. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. But I'm thankful tonight that God is my salvation. So God is my sovereign. That is describing his work of ruling. God is my salvation. That is his work of rescuing. Oh, but the text also reveals that God is my strength. This is his work of reviving. 
This is his work of reviving. God is my strength. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. A friend of mine, Brother Bradley Richard, who's an assistant pastor down in Florida, was at our church not too long ago, and he preached a message on how we need to be all things Christians and doing all things through Christ. And I'm glad tonight that we can do all things through Christ. I can live for God. I can serve God. I can win souls. I can take a stand. Why? Because God is my strength. But what happens? Sometimes my strength fades because I'm human. I'm flesh. I have not received my glorified body yet. And, hey, sometimes I need my strength renewed. Sometimes I need revival. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4.16, for which cause we faint not. But though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Isaiah 40 and verse 31, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Oh, how we need revival in this day and age in which, we, in which we live. And I'm glad that God is still in the work of reviving. He is still able to revive. And like I said, sometimes my strength fades and I need him to revive me. I need that restoring to life. And God's still able to do that. He's my strength. In 2021, we're still in the midst of a pandemic. Uh, we're still in the midst of, of sickness going around. We're, we do not have godly leadership at the moment uh, in terms of the presidency. and uh, But that doesn't change who God is. And he can still revive us. He can still give us strength. And we need his strength. I need his strength. I cannot live the Christian life on my own. I cannot please God on my own. I need him. He is my strength. And I can be resolved tonight because of his work of ruling, his work of rescuing, his work of reviving. God is my sovereign. He's my salvation. He's my strength. Oh, but I love this. He is also my song. He is also my song. This is his work of rejoicing. This is his work of rejoicing. God is not just who I sing about. He is my song. Psalms 40, verses 1 through 3, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me, and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of an horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings. And he hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it, and fear, and shall trust in the Lord." And that's in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, we're still singing. We're going to be singing in eternity. Revelation 5, verses 9 and 10, And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book, and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain, and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood, out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and hast made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign 
on the earth. I'm glad that God is my song. You say, Brother Troy, what can we sing about? Oh, we can sing about the reality of God. We can sing about the reality of God, the fact that he's real. Oh, there's a song that we sing in our church. Uh, we have a group that sings it. There is a God and he is real. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for that. We can sing about the redemption by God. The fact that we're redeemed, saved. That's what we're going to be singing about in eternity. That's going to be our song throughout all eternity. Thou hast redeemed us by thy blood. We can sing about our refuge in God. Oh, I think about that hymn, Leaning on the Everlasting Arms. Oh, hallelujah. We can sing about our, ref our resources from God. We can sing about our residence with God. Oh, there's a lot, dear friend, that we can sing about. There's a lot that we can rejoice about. And I'm glad that we cannot just sing about the Lord, but it is the fact that he is my song. God is my song. The Lord Jehovah, the God who is in charge, the God who created everything, the God who does not change, is my song. Oh, hallelujah for the descriptions of the Savior. So I am resolved because of the work of God. I can be resolved because of the work of God. But then I not only see the descriptions of the Savior, but then I see the decision of the servant. The decision of the servant. In the middle of the verse, Isaiah makes a statement and says, I will trust and not be afraid. I will trust and not be afraid. In that phrase, we see the decision of the servant. Belief determines behavior. Doctrine determines deportment. Faith determines action. So it is important what we believe. It is important what our doctrine is. It is important who our faith is in. Because our behavior, our deportment, our action all depends upon it. And because if we have all of that right, if we believe in God and he is our savior, he's our sovereign, he's our strength, our song, it'll result in a change in our life. And there's a twofold decision that we need to make here in the text. We need to, first of all, choose faith. We need to make a decision to choose faith. The text says, I will trust. I will trust. The word trust in the Old Testament is equivalent to the word faith in the New Testament. And Isaiah made a decision here. He's to trust in and have faith in God. He was resolved. He had a fixed purpose of mind. It was settled. And we need that same resolve now. Yes, there is a day coming, a great day coming, when I will worship God freely forever. But on this day, I am choosing to have faith in God. Mark eleven twenty two, and Jesus answering saith unto them, have faith in God. So I choose tonight to have faith in God's person. I choose to have faith in God's promises. I choose to have faith in God's provisions. I choose to have faith in God's 
presence. I choose to have faith in God's peace. I choose to have faith in God's power. I choose to have faith in God's plan. I choose to have faith in God's protection. Oh, how we need to choose faith. It is a deliberate decision. It needs to be a daily decision. And praise God, it is a delightful decision. It is a wonderful thing to trust God. The songwriter had it right many years ago when they said, "'Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus.'" Oh, hallelujah. And so we need to make a decision to choose faith. And when we make that decision, it'll lead to the second decision, which is a decision to conquer fear. The Bible says, I will trust and watch it now. It says, and not be afraid. The word of God commands us to fear not. Isaiah 41 and verse 10, fear thou not for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Isaiah 43 and verse 1, But now, thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. John chapter 6 and verse 20, But he saith unto them, It is I, be not afraid. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace give I unto you. Not as the world giveth give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Oh, my dear friends, there is a lot of fear going around Uh, In 2020 and 2021, there's a lot of people that are fearful. But when you make a decision to choose faith, it'll lead to making a decision to conquer fear. Dr. Lee Robinson, many years ago, preached a message on a fear not for every day in the year. And in that message, he pointed out that fear is an enemy to health, to happiness, and to victory. Oh, and how true that is. There are many Christians that are not living in the victorious Christian life. They're not living a victorious Christian life because they're choosing fear instead of choosing faith. Fear is rampant right now, but we can make the same choice that Isaiah did and resolve to choose faith and to conquer fear. Faith in God is the antidote for fear. And I'm thankful for faith. So what a day that'll be. But what about today? Because of the work of my Savior, as my sovereign, my salvation, my strength and my my song, I resolve to choose faith and conquer fear. My dear neighbor, I hope that you're saved. I hope you're born again by the grace of God. If not, it'd be a good time to right now bow your head and ask the Lord to save you. Hey, (laughs) I'm reminded of uh, the text in the New Testament when the Pharisee and the publican 
were in the temple. The Pharisee lifted his eyes towards heaven and he was very proud, very boastful about himself. But then that publican, the Bible says, would not even lift his eyes so much up to heaven. He, he, he was humble. He realized he was a sinner. He said, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. Oh, my dear friend, maybe that's the cry you need to make tonight. Oh, but maybe you're saved. My dear neighbor, there's a lot of encouragement in this verse. There's a lot of help in this verse to help you have a resolved mind, to have that fixed purpose of mind, that settled determination, that resolution to live for God now more than ever. And it's all based on who God is. Uh, thank you for tuning in to the Continuing in the Old Paths podcast. And I hope that you'll tune in next time. In the next episode, we'll be digging into verse number three. We've already considered that we can worship God in that day on this day because of the removal of the wrath of God and the resolve because of the work of God. In the next episode, we will see that we can worship God on that day and on this day because of the refreshing from the wells of God. And so I hope you tune in next time. Uh, please share this podcast. I uh, invite others to listen to it. It's available on many different platforms. And so tune in, and we'll see you next time. God bless you.